Attention audience, it's that time of the week again. That's right, we're back with another Friday Films. And this week, we've got a really good, interesting movie, wouldn't you say? Yes, indeed. Um, it's it's interesting. It's in an more, interesting in more, one, yeah. yeah. In, in more, ways to, more ways than one. I knew it would be watching the trailer, but I think a little more so than I anticipated. Yeah. Um, we, we uh, as you all know, if you listened to last week's episode, we reviewed The Devil All the Time. Uh, recent release, September 16th, 2020, a Netflix exclusive, rated R for obvious reasons oh, when, yeah, you watch, yeah. when you watch the movie. De- definitely. Um, yeah. Runtime of two hours and 18 minutes, directed by Antonio Campos, starring, ready for this? Bill Skarsgård, Tom Holland, <laughs> Sebastian Stan, Robert Pattinson, David Atkinson, um, Harry Melling, uh, Jason Haley Burnett. Yes, <laughs> I mean it's it, a lot of lot of yeah. Jason Clark, a lot of people in this movie. Um, a lot of cute, good Tom character Holland? actors you, yeah, you too. Did say Tom yeah, there's too many to keep track of. He's the uh, he's <laughs> the, the the lead man. He's he's the, the the title card. Yeah, if you will, is, which is, is good, old, good old Tommy boy. Which was funny because when I first got into the movie, um, we had talked about this beforehand. Uh, I had started the movie and had to stop to do other stuff and go back to watch the movie at a later point in time, which kind of messed with the flow for me. But that being said, um, I realized like Tom Holland wasn't in like the first the beginning what half hour forty five minutes of the movie, and I'm like. Man, no. he's supposed to be like the main person in this movie. At least that's what I got. And I was like, I don't even see him anywhere in the movie. But then it made yeah, sense I, as the story unfolded. I'm like, okay, I've, I got you. I've got it somewhere in trivia time, but he he doesn't even show up on screen until like 46, 47 minutes in or something like that. Yeah, Which, like, I mean, makes sense when you follow the story as it unfolds and it all pieces together. It, me- it makes sense. Yeah. But I was just like, where is he? I was like, I don't understand Mm-hmm. But then again, I didn't quite know who his character was until the movie unfolded, so it made more sense as the movie went. But yeah, I, I laughed at that. And the same thing with like uh, Pattinson. Like I thought Pattinson was going to be a big part of the movie, and again, he wasn't in until like halfway through the movie or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of, once you watch the movie, and the movie jumps around. I think you find out that all of the characters have the the right timing for their role. So although there's so many yeah. characters in it, you don't see them all at once. No, everything's it's it's well. Let's let's uh, since we're transitioning anyway, let's go ahead and go into our our spoiler free impressions. Um, oh yeah, I completely. We, I'm sorry, I skipped right over your intro for the movie and the budgets, all yeah, that stuff. You just we just went on yeah, from characters. We're we're fine. We'll we'll jump into it. But um, spoiler free impressions. This is as far as like the stories and everything tying together and following different characters at different points during different time periods mm-hmm. um all within the span of like I, I think i think everything takes place within the span of like a decade and a half or two decades or something like that but i think um, so yeah yeah you're following these characters at different points of their lives and it's very the the the, the way i thought of this movie when i finished it, and i think i told jordan when we were talking about it um was it's, it's religious pulp fiction yeah. Where there's there's so many different story arcs and different characters and people that you're following throughout, but it's all wrapped in this blind faith, uh, religious theme. 
which and, and how that affects each individual character positively mm-hmm. and negatively um, in, in very, very unique uh, ways. And I, I think I said when we, we first started talking about it, it kind of reminded me of um, this is American History X as far as the feeling. like you, It's like the movie kind of makes you feel one thing and then it shows you another side of it and it kind of gives you this like mixed feeling by the end of the movie where you're kind of like right where you left off at the very beginning. Like you start to see other people's point of views and how they um, look at this topic. And uh, it's super tense. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to to explain, but unless you're watching it, but it's, it's one of those things like it tries to relay a message from different point of views based off of the same topic i guess i don't know how mm-hmm. to, to word that yeah it's blind, blind faith blind faith yeah. is the theme for everybody in this movie well yeah but i mean <laughs> they, they try to make it seem like it's not necessarily blind faith but it's like they have their faith and their beliefs yeah. in the faith whether it be in you know the way the movie portrays it is blind faith but the individual characters have their belief in faith and you start thinking okay well i understand where they're coming from and then it's like whoa okay so that backfired so is that true or wrong or not true and then it starts giving you that like you're questioning the whole thing by the time you're at the end of the movie you're exactly where you started and i and i like that you were the story was able to unfold and tell a really really good story pushing your beliefs and um in different directions and then just bringing you right back Mm -hmm. uh, if that makes sense but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but all in all, before we get out of spoiler free, I I thought it was a very interesting movie. Um, I was iffy with it getting into it because I mean the trailer looked really good and I knew it was going to be a darker movie. Um, and then like I said, it, what probably did me in was the fact that I had to unfortunately break up the movie flow, which mm-hmm. is what I think what really did it because I think I stopped my movie probably around the half hour 45 minutes in because it was before holland came into the play and then when i picked back up was like the later half so to me it was like two halves of a movie but that all being said i think it was a really really good story i love the like you said the pulp fiction web uh, of different players or different people Mm -hmm. coming together and then i really liked the way the way it was filmed The, the music the style the um, the narrator, which we were just talking about briefly before recording, um, all of it. So, I mean, th- it was a really, really good story. I like the way it was filmed. I think all the actors did a great job with their performances, um, even though the only thing that sticks out is uh, the voice Pattinson uses for his character. Which, accent. Yeah. I mean, he still played a really good character. The voice was weird, but, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, he still, at the end of the day, he still, I think, did a really good job with his character. Uh, yeah, all the, the the voice was weird, but it worked. It did. It, it, it yes. worked for the character. I mean, um, it's you, you could you you it it did not feel the vo- his voice didn't feel out of place for that that person. Like it it was the kind of thing like oh this dude's got a weird voice, but if I met this person in real life and just looked at them yeah. and, and 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 what they did, that's the voice I would probably expect. Yeah, you know. yeah, it, it definitely so. fit the character. Um, so I mean, I, I'm I'm not gonna even get onto that because, like I said, it was just a weird voice, but it's it fit the character so well. And we had mentioned this right after um, watching the movie that uh, all of the actors did a really good job playing their characters and getting into the roles, um, and yeah. really really good job. So that being said, I definitely definitely recommend that if you all watch the trailer, 
and it seems to interest you, it's definitely worth watching. Um, I think it was definitely worth watching no matter what, but I know sometimes when you watch a trailer, you're like, no, this isn't a movie for me. And I completely understand because this is a darker out there type movie, but um, it was, it, it was really, really it's, good. It's also very, very heavy in religious connotations. And I know some yes. people aren't always comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very heavy in, 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 I mean, that's the theme of the whole, the whole freaking movie. Yeah. <laughs> so. And like you said, I mean, it, you, you lean towards blind faith because as you watch every i mean it is a religious belief but everyone kind of has their slight difference in how Mm -hmm. they believe and that's where um you see it kind of unfold in that you know false belief because it's like okay well they believed in this until it proved them wrong in that specific scenario and then this person believed this until it proved them wrong but at the whole at the same time you have this whole theme of the whole movie in belief uh, Mm -hmm. which i thought was really interesting um but anyway, I mean, as far as spoiler freeze, I think it's definitely worth watching if you've seen the trailer and you like it, um, or if you think it'll catch your interest. Uh, I definitely thought it was a good perf- performance and like a good overall movie. Yeah, like I, yeah. I think it was executed very well. All right, so moving into spoiler free territory, yeah, or spoiler territory. My apologies. Yeah, I was like, I thought we were we were just in spoiler free territory. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, at this point, anybody who doesn't want to hear the spoilers and wants to go watch the movie first, definitely go watch it and then come back because it's going to be an interesting roller coaster, I think. Are you back yet? And we're back. Okay, we're back. <laughs> All right, first things first Harry Melling, who we've seen in multiple uh, Netflix movies at this point. Uh, or, or I have at least. I mean, he was, he was, he was the the bad CEO in the old guard. Um, this is the actor that was formerly Dudley from Harry Potter. Yes, yes. Okay, I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, I know the name. I was like, I was trying to picture. I was yeah, like, which one played, was he? Uh, okay, that's right. Yeah, played Roy you, in this movie. You mentioned that before going to watch the movie, and I watched the movie, and then you told me after the movie, and it still did not click until <laughs> I started like going over my head about it again. Uh, yes, yes, Harry Mellon. He's he's become one of my favorites. Um, actors to watch like it's he is. Kind of, he's getting like really good yeah it's becoming it's it's getting to the point that if i see a netflix movie with harry melling in it i'm probably gonna watch it because i really like the way he portrays characters and i really liked him in in this movie he ends up being the you see him at the very very beginning um he ends up being the foreshadowing force for the robert pattinson character like they're they're completely unrelated, yeah. but you know he's a preacher. You see him as that type of you know hellfire and brimstone, and you know you know the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. You know yeah. that yeah. that style, and he nails it. I mean, he nails that 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 style, and his character in particular, the the story arc that he goes through, um of being this preacher, you know, the, 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 the creepy story of him being afraid of spiders and then dumping God, the spiders yeah. on his head because of the Lord, which by the way, <sighs> trivia time, he dumped real orb spiders on his head. That was not a, an, a, an effect. He really did do that. That doesn't make it any better because it was still creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I'm, I'm okay with spiders as long as they're not like hundreds of them crawling all over me, but that's right? just, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> But his, his character arc of going that way and then when we catch up with him later in the movie, he's bitten by a spider and feels 
betrayed by God, you know, for for having been bitten, thinking that he had been, you know, past that, and isolates himself in a closet for days and days on end until he gets this epiphany about, you know, sacrifice and, you know, God's will and this, that, and the other thing, and just straight up kills his wife because he believes God's going to grant him the ability to bring her back. Yeah, yeah. You know? Using her as like a sacrifice type deal, yeah. And and she's, of course, just dead. Yeah. So he buries her and leaves her, and their child is abandoned with, with Tom Holland's family, you know? And it's and, and then we follow Roy later on as he interacts with like Jason Clark's character. Um Yeah, Carl. Carl and uh Sandy was her name, right? Uh yes. Yeah, I, I, I started writing Carl their names down in my notes because like, I was tra- having trouble keeping track of all of them. Um I'm pretty sure it was Sandy. Pretty sure. But anyway. The the um, sister of the uh cop Leroy or whatever his name was. Yeah. Um Played by Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Or Lee, sorry. Lee. Uh, Lee. Lee, B- Lee Bodecker. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, we follow, we follow them throughout. And there's so many ins and outs back and forth tied through and whatnot. But I just wanted to make a special mission t- mention to Harry Melling's character and performance that I yep. really, really liked. And he kind of goes through a full, full circle where he acknowledges that his blind faith and his blind faith led him to do that horrible act and was looking for ways to amend it, amend it towards the end with uh, his interaction with, with Jason Clark and, and um, or Carl and Carl and Sandy. And uh, it was just interesting that 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 yeah. whole arc uh, well, kind of I found very 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 and, interesting. And this is where I was kind of hitting on where with that whole feel where it kind of leads you down a um, a path of kind of showing a certain belief, and then towards the end it kind of like comes full circle back because in that scenario you had this guy who, like you said, he believes that the Lord you know saved him from his fear of spiders. And then he gets bit by a spider during one of his uh, ceremony or um, sermons, and then he believes it's a test, and it, then it like like you said pushes him towards this whole thinking that he can kill his wife and, and bring her back and all that like this weird twist in his path, and then when it's all said and done, he's now become you know a sinner essentially, and he like he tries to. I guess in a way redeem himself, but in the end he gets killed by Carl and all that. So it's almost like, okay, well, is this, you know, back to believing that he was evil. Therefore that's why he was ended by Carl. Or is it because Carl's weird path of his false belief just happened to interact? Like it starts to like, okay, well, where, what do yeah. I believe in? What do I not believe? Cause here I am believing that this character really believes in his, um, his faith to the point where it takes him down this road that you that he believes is the correct path following his beliefs and it takes him down the wrong path and then he he starts questioning that at the end and then he's gone and it's like well how did we get here we're right right back to square one it was what he believed true or not and and great i know that's not the whole point of the movie but for him he starts questioning his faith towards the end and then you start having all these other webs of people in the same scenario 
with their versions of their of the same belief essentially and it starts yeah, every you question everything every single story is about the pitfalls of blind faith and that's that's one of the things i like it's just how they encounter it mm-hmm. is is different um, and, and granted this is also takes place in a time where you know, belief was different than today's belief yes. or the belief yes. before their time. I mean, and this faith, was what, 50, I, th- I wrote down dates. It was like, it started in 57 and then the, the main story arc, like what we're talking about with now Tom is Hall in and 65, was in the 60s. I think it yeah. was. Or, yeah, because I, yeah. I, I put a, a note down there. It was like 65 was when they did his birthday party. Yeah. So like but, in the, the mid 60s. I mean, but even to the point of the horrific scene with Bill Skarsgård, who plays Tom Holland's dad, Mm. Um, you know, coming back from war, seeing a man crucified in the yeah. Pacific, and, um, and having trouble coming back, and not yeah, and not worshiping, yeah, yeah, not being willing to to pray or talk to God, and you know, only going to church because his mom wants him to go. Um, and then he meets you know meets a girl, and the switch flips, and he becomes uh, he finds his faith again when they when they buy that house, and he makes this little you know, prayer garden area in the backwoods and essentially goes super, super deep into it uh, to the point, you know, his wife's diagnosed with cancer and he's willing to do literally anything to save her. And we're back with the whole sacrificing thing, you know, kills, kills his son's dog and crucifies it in the backyard. Because he thinks about the war and the, 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 yeah, how the Japs. I think it was a Japanese. No, I can't remember what it was. War, ja- it was Japanese. It was Japanese. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was World War II. It was the Pacific right. Front. And they had the guy, uh, one of his Marine buddies, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, up on a cross. Um, and it's interesting because, uh, again, this is an, another point where it's like he lost his faith because of something bad. And then something good in his life happens to make him start believing again. And he yes. shows that faith, meaning, like, look, I believe. You've showed me the right path. And then all of a sudden, something bad happens. And it, it yeah. you know, it, it just spirals. And it, and it, uh-huh. it shows the... Inevitably leading him to kill himself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which then ends up bringing his son... Um, Arvin? Yeah, it was Arvin. Yeah, Arvin. Uh, was the Tom younger Arvin, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, years later, and that's when Tom Holland takes over. And that's where I was like, well, why isn't Tom Holland in the first half of the movie? It's because yeah. he played the older character of um, Arvin. Uh, and that leads him to his grandmother, or his grand. it was grandmother and uncle, which yep. is where um, Mellon's character and the, the well, woman yeah. from the very beginning that his grandmother was trying yeah. to f- hook up with his dad comes yeah. back into play and her um Roy's daughter's there. Yeah, because, was it Nora, I think her name was? Uh I'm pretty sure was it was it? Nora. Or something of that nature. Lenora, that yeah. Lenora. Lenora, yeah. that's it. Lenora. Um so that's how everything kind of ties in. I do want to make a make a special moment here for, for Bill Skarsgard. We all know that him and the rest of the Skarsgards are phenomenal actors, but him playing Willard Arvin's dad, I like it was believable from from the word go. Yeah, him, you know, wearing the military outfit in that little diner where he meets her, his his wife, and and everything else. He, he just he played the role so well. And the scene in this, they come back to it with Tom Holland uh, in the in the future, the scene where they're praying and the people, the the hunters are walking through the woods and kind of 
you know, making fun of him and, and, um, you know, talking about, you know, screwing his wife and whatnot. Uh, and he's just, you know, ignoring them, you know, ignoring them. This is God's time. You know, don't think about it. And then the next day he takes his son out and teaches him a lesson of picking your time and place. Yeah. You know, that wasn't the time and place. So he goes to these people's houses and I'm going to say maybe kills them because it is freaking hardcore ass whooping, if nothing else. If yeah. he doesn't kill them, it is a hardcore ass whooping. Um, the whole time, you know, Tom Holland and the dog are sitting there watching um, or young Arvin, not Tom Holland, but young Arvin yeah, was, yeah, was young sitting Arvin. there watching. And then he gets in the car and is wiping the blood off his knuckles and, you know, like, let's go buy you a candy bar on the way home. Uh, and sugar and, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then that's that's mimicked later on when Tom Holland, Holland is defending his, uh, uh, you know, ad- adopted sister, Lenora, from the bullies at school where mm-hmm. he's not, you know, he's not doing anything in the moment he's picking his time and same thing beats the ever living shit out of them, you know, to the point that it's referenced later by his uncle that one of them was not quite right after recovering. (laughs) Uh, But, and like you said, they did a good job with that, um, doing the kind of the flashback scene because they essentially, it was the same scene played, in two different times, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, his father did it and it taught him the lesson. And then he went back and essentially did the same thing. Um, but his version of it, and it was one of those lessons you could tell, like kind of sat with him, but it also shows that both characters had their inner demons that they were struggling with the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, which I really enjoyed. I mean, they came, they both saw something in their lives. that kind of, messed with them to a, a way where they tried to I don't want to say suppress it but they 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 tried to overcome it and be better people and then it, it kind of at times comes back shining through. Mm-hmm. Um and I like that with Tom Holland's character because you see that in his character the whole rest of the movie how he's fighting with that because he doesn't want to be a bad person but he realizes yeah. sometimes you have to do bad things for good reasons I think was the the phrase we've used in other yeah. other movies um so it was it was really interesting to see his character unfold uh especially with um young arvin i, I don't remember the the boy actor who who played the young arvin michael but, banks okay um watching him play arvin in the beginning of the movie and watching tom holland play the same character later on i think both did a really good job keeping that character kind of the same even though there's all these years apart you know you could tell how arvin was at a young age and the experiences that he went through with his mom and cancer and then his dad committed suicide the dog being put on the cross and how it bled into holland's version of arvin years later and how he's like you know he's trying to be a good person but you can still see that stuff haunts him from when the little boy was so, I mean, I really like that transition between his character. Um, and, and, and the same with all of them. All of their characters, you can tell when they transition between those, like, what, 10, 15 yeah. years, however long it was. Um, and you and you see Tom Holland's character as he grows up, even though he goes to church with his family. He doesn't 
like it. He doesn't believe no. in it, you know, no. because of what he had seen, what he had seen religion do to his dad and his, yeah. you know, and his family. Because, I mean, his father's faith was a direct result of, of his, the traumatic moments he had as a, as a child. And, um, that's understandable. Like he'll, he'll, he would go to the graveyard with his, his adopted sister, Lenora, as she, you know, grieved over her mother's grave. Um, but would never pray or do anything with her. He'd just stand there waiting for her to be done. Just being, just being polite, you know? Um, and he would go, you know, go to the church and, and, and whatnot, but never really did anything. And this is where we have the introduction of Robert Pattinson's character. Yeah, he uh, essentially uh, becomes a Preston new... Tea Garden. Yeah, because he takes over from the previous. Yeah, um, who was an old man and kind of retired pretty much. Yeah, they made it seem like there was more to it for him leaving, but they didn't really go into a lot of detail. It, it wasn't an important uh, thing. They, they were just, no. he, he had to go to introduce this new character. Um, who from the word go, you, you see as a creep, you know, super nice car, super nice clothes. Everyone brings him, brings him food, which is common, um, commonplace, especially during that time, that time period for, for new members to, you know, new people of the, of the church to be, you know, a party thrown for them, essentially, um, but then it, you know, embarrasses Tom Holland's family because they had the chicken livers and and uh, and whatnot. And it, it, let's just all right, let's just get into it. Let's just get into it about him, <laughs> him, 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 him diddling little girls. Let's just let's just dive right into that. Um, that's a, that's a great great transition there. Uh, but no, we come to find out as when Tom Holland leaves his sister at the grave to pray over um her mom for the first time he doesn't stay with her because he has things to do and this is where he goes off and beats yeah, those, and goes beat those the other boys. Yeah, beats beats those kids asses um and during this time robert pattinson's character cor- essentially takes advantage of her using takes a, faith yeah using faith and the religious connotation and and the whole you know they go out to the field and the whole creepy you know have have you ever have you ever shown god your true form you know your naked birthdays you know that whole thing yeah um just absolutely just so creepy man he's Mm -hmm. just he's so so creepy in this movie and it works for the character absolutely but the whole time i'm watching it i'm like dude this is a dude like I'd have a hard time not killing this guy. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a, it's a really hard character um, to follow, just because you're like, wow, um, here is and someone who's supposed to be at the top. Um, well, he's supposed top, to, but he's supposed to be the representation of faith and true believing and all that, and here he is being one of the bottom yeah. of the the. The tree, essentially. He, yeah. He's at the bottom. I mean, he is using faith. Whether he actually believes it or not, it, it's hard to say at this point. But he believes in the wrong things. Um, and it just it, it comes back saying, like, okay, he believes in faith and he's a bad person, essentially. Yeah. Using, using, um, his, using, using faith to justify immoral behavior. Yes, um, yes, thank you. Um, and it's, it's, like, so hard. Like, you're watching this character, you're like, 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. The whole conversation, long story short, if you watch this movie, you should have by this point, um, she gets pregnant and she comes to him with concerns about it. And he he's essentially denies all actively of it. Actively denies it because of, you know, you know, we you know, we were just, you know basking in the glory of God and you know, the, that yeah that whole thing. It's essentially, essentially it's not it's not his fault because, you know, they were yeah. worshiping God essentially. So basically but, tells her to get rid of it to the point that she commits suicide even though the, the, we hear the narrator you know she prepares uh, to kids commit suicide um and we that know it, right it, there yes and we know oh. what happens and then the narrator chimes in with you know it, it was at that moment she realized she would not be you know a, 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 an embarrassment to her family like the preacher told her she would um it, she would not be considered a whore her family would still love and care for her the same way so at that moment she realized that this wasn't her way out. And then she accidentally, while trying to take the noose off her neck, Slips. kicks the bucket out from under herself and, and ends up killing herself anyway. Um, and, and she and ends up being believed all the things that she realized she wouldn't, you know, you know, yeah. she was like, she was ready to commit suicide and all that. And until she realized that this isn't the right path for her, you know, mm-hmm. she was starting to believe those false beliefs essentially for her and realize that, you know, she can come out of this positively. But when she slips and falls, she ends up doing what she was afraid of and becoming that um, that bad thing for her family, essentially. Yeah. You know, there's no one but her family goes to her funeral because it's a suicide. You know, the exactly. preacher refuses to speak at her funeral because it was a suicide, even though he had other reasons not to. But yeah. Um, but the, what I will say, though, is is strong as that scene was i do like the fact that holland's character as he learns more as more unfolds he starts piecing everything together and mm-hmm. realizing that she was not the person that everyone was led to believe no um which is kind of one of the things i like about his character throughout this movie they make him seem like i don't want to say the white knight but he is essentially the non-believer that is fighting for the better beliefs if that makes any sense in a web of believers who are believing in the wrong thing he is he is the good person yeah and i know that's kind of tricky to say because a belief is a belief i mean a belief is right to the person who believes it essentially and wrong to someone who doesn't believe it not necessarily right or wrong but I love the, the way they portrayed that in this movie because you have all these web of people who have their beliefs that they follow. And even though it appears to be the wrong beliefs or the wrong thing that they're doing, then you have someone. And this this goes from the very beginning with, um, you said, um, Skarsgård's um, character, uh, Willard. Same mm-hmm. thing. I mean, he was one that lost his faith but was still fighting for the right things. And just like Holland's character, someone who's lost his faith and still fighting for the right things. And then you have these people who have their fight, faith that are fighting for the wrong things. It's just, yeah. It was a really interesting twist on this whole theme of the movie um, that is the roller coaster that goes throughout the whole movie. You start getting your, your hopes up because, like, oh, yeah, here's a good preacher. You know, he's going to lighten up the mood. And he essentially is taking advantage of little girls. So yeah. it's like wow okay that just went straight downhill um 
Then you have, uh, we talked about in the beginning with um, Melon's character. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. cool, new preacher, ceremony, you know, overcoming his fears. Cool. And just goes and kills his wife. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's even portrayed, like, after he's he's in his days, he's like, I don't understand what happened. And his body's like, dude, it, it doesn't matter. It straight up looks like you just got ticked off with your wife and killed her. He's like, yeah. let's just skip town and just let it blow over. Bottom line, you killed your wife. Yeah, <laughs> the reasonings don't matter. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this this roller coaster through all of them with, uh, and especially with like Lenore who, um, or Lenore, who had this tragic event where her mom uh, was killed by her dad, although she didn't know it. Didn't know they that. Just, know, yeah, didn't. I don't think she ever does. Um, and essentially, her dad, who you know, his story arc also went through the down path she believed in her faith and followed all the way up until she was taken advantage of and then she thinks she has no way out other than suicide and then when she finally realizes she can't do it a tragedy happens and it's like wow and it's like you start your emotions start going up and down you're like oh okay she's gonna get better she's all this is awesome and then boom it's gone you're like wow okay now what and they do this throughout the whole movie with all the different story arcs, which is awesome. I mean, we, because um, I know we've we've talked about this a good bit. Let's let's when we transition to other characters, we talked about Carl, um, mm-hmm. who we see throughout the whole movie. He was the one that ends up taking out Lenore's dad, uh, Melon's yeah. character, but he was one of these weird guys. He picked up a. Uh, they were essentially he- con artists slash serial killers. They were, yeah, they were they were serial killers is what they were. Um, <laughs> they were just traveling uh, yeah. here. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's he's a, he's a he's a uh he's a bad person from the word go. Um and and yes. they do make that very very clear. He, you know, corrupts Sandy, who is Deputy Bodecker's sister, uh into being the, you know, a whole Bonnie and Clyde situation. Um partners in crime that go on and do this you know she's the bait for these these young men that they they kidnap and essentially force into or, or coerce into having sex and then and then carl kills them yeah um you know and he, like takes uh, pictures he, and all that stuff yeah, and that's like yeah, his that, belief that if i remember correctly it's his belief that in that moment he never feels closer to god essentially yeah like when he's killing somebody and it's another one of those things, you know, he's following his faith in, you know, the Lord and this and that. But essentially it, it's coming off that he's doing it the wrong way. And it's it's one of those roller coasters for him. But in their story, Sandy is the one that seems to be the non-believer that kind of goes along with it for a while until she realizes, like, okay, this this is just too this much. Is wrong. Like, this, this is wrong. This is definitely wrong. wrong. And she yeah. starts having that realization. And by the end... You know, she's the one who's like, look, I just want out. I don't want anything more with this. And you have this whole scene, uh, and I know I'm jumping ahead, where essentially they... between Holland and them. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's you come to find out during this gunfight, you know, Holland's like, please put your gun down. She's like, I don't want any part of this. She's like, I just want to get out. And she's you know willing to kill Holland just so she can get out because Holland's already killed Carl. So it's like, okay. And she has blanks in her gun. No one yeah. knew. Yeah, well, except because, for Carl, because, because Carl didn't, didn't realize, picked up that, picked up that she can't be trusted anymore. Yeah, and um, so it's one of those things. It's like, ah, oh, you know, she had her way out, and granted, she did bad things, but she's like, she had her way out, and you're like, and she's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like every time someone like looks like they have their way out, and that was a thing that you know, kind of 
chased Holland's character around the whole movie too. Cause you start seeing, it's like, okay, Holland goes after the preacher for everything the preacher did. He looks to get out and he gets picked up by Carl. I'm like, Oh my God, you can't tell me that Carl and, and Sandy are going to take out Holland after all of this. And I expected that I was ready yeah. for Holland's character to end right then and there. I didn't want mm-hmm. it, but I was ready for it. And then it, it turns out Holland, you know, prevails and leaves. Then you have Bo Decker, uh, well, uh, Lee, the, the detective, who has his own um, demons, essentially. Yeah. I, I mean, granted, his are all more like he got in with the wrong people. He was corrupt. People. He was yeah, a, he corrupt, was a cop. corrupt cop. Um, which was interesting because he didn't really play too much on his faith. It was just a situation he was in, part of the web. Yeah. Uh, but, but it got to the point where he had his way out was going against his beliefs to kill the people he was in debt to mm-hmm. just so he could clear his name and then he became that even worse of a corrupt cop because then he started going after holland trying to clean up sandy's mess mm-hmm. and, and holland the whole time's like look she's a bad person i didn't want to kill her there's there's things you should know about her like i i don't want to be this person i just want out yeah <laughs> you know i'm just trying to stop these evil people <clears throat> So, or not even not even trying to that. He's like, I just keep coming across these fuckers. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the thing. You know, like, like he had the preacher I, and he had to. Do I was something. only out for the preacher, and then I went on the lamb, and I just kept coming across bad yeah. people. Um, um, so, like the, that web of characters <clears throat> where they all have <clears throat> their ups and down roller coasters is so interesting, and that's where I was talking about with your emotions, where it's like you start following these characters and you start feeling for them and you start believing, and then all of a sudden those beliefs are just squashed or just left out in the wind and yeah. you're just <clears throat> cycled back around to a new character, new belief. And you're just like, it's a roller coaster all the way through. Um, but it keeps you hooked as it jumps between story and story and story. So I, and I really enjoyed how it was all tied together when it came to the end. In, in every situation, um, there's at least one person that you relate to, uh, and, or, 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 or a set of actions that that you relate to but the one thing i do like about this is it puts on display the people that in society should be the gold standard for morality end up being some of the worst people yeah you know your preachers, your your cops that are the corrupt cops, you know. It's 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 interesting to to see that uh, played out. And even though it's you know it's written during this older time time period, a lot of that stuff uh, is is still valid today. You know, mm-hmm. even even to this day in in, in twenty twenty, there are people that do things um, horrible horrible things in the name of faith, in the name of of religion and God, you know, Allah, whatever, whatever the case may be. And this movie just kind of reflects that that's not that, that faith, faith is not a bad thing. A set of moral codes and moral standards is what every single human lives by. No matter what you have your own, you you have your set of moral standards. You Mm -hmm. have your own, your own level of faith doesn't have to be in a god doesn't have to be in in any particular original whatsoever but everyone has that the important thing and i think this what this movie says is that no matter what that belief is you cannot live blindly by that 
Otherwise, you can easily use your faith, quote unquote, to justify horrible, horrible things and go down a route before you realize that it's too late. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not, that's what they did that with that. Yeah. With these I'm, characters. And sorry if I got a little got a little preachy there. I, I am by no means, um, you know, anti-religious or anti-Christian or whatever the case may be. Uh, but I do know and have seen things, you know, not nearly this 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 graphic, but where people people do horrible things in the name of in, in the name of faith, and and yeah. it shouldn't be that way. But uh, unfortunately, it is, and this movie reflects that in a very deep, personal, and emotional way, which I. I appreciated, and it touched mm-hmm. uh, it touched with me in a in a, in a unique way. So, well, and they did such a good job in this movie with playing on that those beliefs um, in a way that I don't think um, says anything bad about religion. No, it, it, it no. more re- this, this reflects movie not how people. Yeah, yeah. It, it reflects more how people believe. Yeah, and interpretations the, the of differences things. between yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they did such a good job telling the story from the beginning to the end um, with all these different characters. And like I said, how they all intertwine with their beliefs. And you can argue the rights and wrongs between their beliefs all day long. And that's the whole point of the movie. Everyone had a different outlook, a different perspective. And that's essentially what the story was about when it came from, from beginning to end. It was like mm-hmm. a web of all these people doing all these different things and how it reflected each other both positive and negative if you think about it um yeah, yeah i mean because i mean you could say as as many horrible things that went on this movie the uh, on, on the flip side those horrible things helped define other people in the movies yes and yes. it's not saying that that's right or wrong but i mean holland's character prime example and even lenore um to a point you know their tragic childhoods helped develop them and to be who they were in the later years mm-hmm. um you know and granted you can see the difference lenore was a little younger when she had her when she was left by her mom and her mom died so she was raised up with the religious beliefs like her grandmother the the more positive things and even when it came down to her struggles what she believed helped get her out of it until her tragic demise but with holland's character as he grew up they kind of i don't want to say scarred him but kind of molded him to be a different person uh, again, not necessarily bad or or good, but it's just one of those things that you see the positive and the negative effects rippled throughout this whole movie. Yeah, it it, it really does relay the fact, which which I which I believe of whether it be positive or negative, your choices and your actions of the past mold who you are now, mm-hmm. um, and. You can have bad, horrible things happen to you and how you choose, what you choose to learn from that is what determines whether or not you become a better person from those events or you become a worse person from those events. Um, And that's portrayed in, like you said, both Tom Holland's uh, Arvin and and Lenora's character, you Mm -hmm. know. And now it's 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 very well done. You you can I mean there's so many moral yeah. and religious and so many different there's, implications to this. It's ridiculous. There there was a lot of really good characters in this movie, um, which we've hit on the main ones. Um, mm-hmm. 
and then you have some of your background characters, you know, obviously like the, um, the uncle and the grandmother and some of the other background characters, but there is another character. Well, I really shouldn't say character, but there's someone else that I want to mention. And I figured this would also be a good transition. Uh, the narrator. Yes. I loved the narrator throughout this whole movie. Um, now at first, when I first heard the narrator, I'm like, okay, there's going to be a narrator. Is this just the beginning? Like yeah. the narrator came in. I'm like, okay, cool. Narrator tells the story. We're done. But then, Throughout the whole movie, the narrator helps tell the different stories mm-hmm. and helped you realize what was going on in these scenes from behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. You know, like even with the whole thing with the, with the spiders and the ceremony and then um, throughout the different times where with Lenore, you know, had the narrator not been there to talk about her realization before mm-hmm. she tried to get off the news, it would have been a completely different scene. Yeah. That the narrator doing that throughout the whole movie helped impact those scenes, both it, good and, and bad, perfectly, I think, yeah. for this whole movie. It echoed it echoed scenes or it echoed thoughts that us as the viewer had that were not obvious in the scene necessarily, but also revealed new information that was not present, just like the suicide scene. Yep. Uh, which I thought was really cool. Uh, also, diving into a little bit of trivia time, the narrator, Donald Ray Pollock, is the writer of the book that this movie was based on as well, which I thought was pretty cool. Which I didn't know about and, until we, right before we started yeah, recording when you told me that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> also grew up in Knock'em Stiff, Ohio, which is where you know half this movie takes place in Knock'em Stiff, the other half takes place in whatever that West Virginia town was that they were in um, with the, the Robert Pattinson stuff took place. Well, honestly, I couldn't tell you because I completely messed up my notes and I thought <laughs> Knock'em Stiff was supposed to be in Virginia. So that's what I put on my yeah. notes. I realized it's two different places, but I just thought it was kind of like, you know, within like an hour from each other. So I yeah. just put Virginia down. I think they, I think um, they say it's like a 10 hour drive, but there which, was definitely which makes so much more. Yeah. What's definitely. That? The Knock'em Stiff was in Ohio and the other place was in West Virginia. I okay, well, that, that, that makes certain. more sense because I, I literally was just kind of scribbling notes down. So uh, that that definitely makes more sense. I, I mainly focused on the dates. Like the in 57, mm-hmm. I think, is when the movie starts with Willard and, and all yeah. that. And then later on when Tom Holland's timeline comes into play, it's like 65, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, it was what, a little less than 10 years. Um, but, yeah, I love the, the way the narrator tells the story throughout the whole movie. Uh, and I also liked how this movie was done. I like, you know, good visual effects, especially for that time frame. Um, I think it was good audio throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, am definitely a fan of the movie storytelling. All yeah. The, through. And, the, aesthetic, and the story itself was good. The aesthetic too, um, to get in, get in, get in a little, no- another trivia nod. It was shot on 35 millimeter film, which, for Netflix okay. is incredibly rare. Netflix doesn't usually do 35 millimeter stuff. It's usually all digital stuff. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this movie being shot on actual film alone changed the way it kind of looked. Um, but I will say shout out to uh, set dressing and location scouting because I think this movie, if I remember correctly, I think this movie was, it takes place in you know, Ohio, West Virginia area. But I think it was filmed in Alabama. Uh, I, I remember Maybe. when I was looking. I think it was filmed in Alabama, but they really do nail uh, that that environment, that area. You know, the hills, the backwoods, the mm-hmm. the old beaten up shacks. You know, the 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 a an area that has 
an, a a world and a town that is older than the people that live there um, yeah. is the best way I can I can I can describe that. But uh, I thought that was very well done. Uh, every, I mean, t- everything in this movie, the, the, the tension, the set, the, the, the way they lingered on shots just long enough to, to get that, that t- to, 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 to get the point across that this is important, this is tense, this is a character-defining moment, this mm-hmm. is whatever the case may be. Well edited, uh, the, the sound design was phenomenal. I, it, was, it was really, really good. I, I really, really did enjoy this movie. Yeah, in my mind, the best way to explain it is it was one of the cinematic roller coaster adventures that, with all of its ups and downs, uh, was a good ride when you get to the end of it. Yeah, you're you're going to be tense the entire time. There's never a moment of yeah. of, of levity, um, which is both a good and a bad thing. So we'll get into. With that said, did I check my watch? I want to say no, you didn't. I did. But that, that, like I said, there was other circumstances that I think ruined the flow of the movie for me. But um, <laughs> um, I, I did realize it was one a longer movie because, like I said, I was watching it. And I got like half hour, forty five minutes into it, and I'm like, I got something else I got to take care of real quick, so I'll just pause and come right back. And it ended up not being the case. But then I realized I'm like, oh, I probably only got like an hour left. I'm like, oh no, I still got like almost two hours left. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> um, so I did check my watch, despite me praising praising this film for the most really? part. Really. I did check my watch, but I only checked it because we were 45 minutes into the goddamn movie. And I was like, I have yet to see Tom Holland uh-huh. or Robert Pattinson. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, did I <laughs> yeah. imagine them being in this movie? Nope, because they were definitely like the key in the trailer where they were like the main two. Yeah, um, yeah. Which but, is um, why I thought it was funny that when we actually get to the movie, I mean, yes, Tom Holland is probably the the main He's the lead. Well, yeah. he is the lead, but he's also the main character that we see throughout the whole movie. Yes. You are following um, his story, is what you're. Yes. Is, is if there is a core story, it is Tom Holland's story. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. fact that everyone else in there, all these good actors, they help make the movie, but their characters are thrown here and there that you don't see them as much. Like if you put all the character time together, they're probably only in like maybe a portion of the movie, but mm-hmm. it's spread throughout the whole movie, which is really really good. And the same thing with Holland. I mean, Holland's character was probably in there the most in the later half of the movie. But yeah. even then, it still jumps around between him and um, Carl and um, so on and so on. So I, I mean, I, like I said, I checked my watch, but that's just because I had to stop the movie and come back to it. Mm-hmm. But I think that being said, had Holland been in the movie earlier, you probably wouldn't have checked your watch. Uh, I, don't, I can't say for certain, man, because Tom, Holland not okay. being in the movie at that point was a, a crucial component of it. But um, I, I, I have no way of saying that. Okay. Well, I was going to say, because that but sets it was a good. tone. If, if you check your watch, that sets a tone for how good a movie is. And if it's only because Holland wasn't in the first like half of the movie or a quarter of the movie, however you want to ratio it, um, that makes sense, and that's acceptable for it not <laughs> counting. But yeah, no, I, I did. Whether I checked watch or not, this this is an enjoyable. Um, well, enjoyable is not the wor- right word. This is a good movie, but it, you will be it, you will be tense the entire time. It will make you think. It is definitely a thinking man's movie. Oh yes, um, especially with the story arcs where they jump back and forth through this like spider web. Um, 
it, it keeps you thinking the whole way because there was a lot of times where I had to go back and look at my notes. I'm like, who is that again? How are they connected to this? And then as like the movie unfolded, I'm like, oh, okay, that's right. That so and so is related to this person. They dated that person who had a kid the one with that person. It was like, I think I got it now. Yeah. And um, um, this was this was a line. I don't remember when this was said, but I think this will be a good way of wrapping up this movie before we before we dive into trivia time. Uh, and this is this is from the book, and the narrator uh, said this, but I don't remember. I, it was, I know it was towards the end, but I don't remember when it was said. They all thought they were talking to and getting direction from God, but it was actually the devil all the time, which is where the name of the movie comes from. I miss that. I mean, I, I do remember him talking about that towards the end of the movie, but I, I miss the whole the whole phrase in, in general yeah. they all thought they were talking to and getting direction god getting good direction from god but it was the devil all the time so good way to wrap it up so besides the narrator being the writer of the book what other good trivia do you have for us there i got some i got honestly i got some decent ones for this being such a recent film there's there's some interesting ones uh going on uh robert pattinson the, the voice he chose for the for his preacher character was was inspired by watching videos of televangelists and pop stars from that time period uh also he kept his he didn't work with a dialect coach he developed his accent uh him him, himself and kept it hid hidden from from everyone including the director antonio campos until he was on set filming uh the other you know the other actors you know hall and melling the rest of them all were you know kind of working with him throughout you know are you looking for something like this or like this or like this pattinson was like nah you're getting this whether you like it or not (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome Um, uh let's see uh chris i think it paid paid off too i mean yeah it was it was it wasn't bad i know there's been a lot of things online about people making fun of his accent and like you said from the word go it is a weird accent yes but but like you said it fits the character yeah um, Chris Evans was originally supposed to be cast as Deputy Lee Bodecker, but had to drop out of the film due to scheduling conflicts. Thus, that role going to his Marvel co-star, Sebastian Stan. Which I think also did a really good job for the story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It would it would have been it would have been more distracting, I think, having Chris Evans in there. Chris Evans would have given he's a great actor, but he would have given a different tone to that character that i don't think would have necessarily worked in that in this type of movie i i would have said i would say it, we would have had to have seen to, to fully judge because when we look well, back at yeah. knives out he i think he did a real good job playing both the good and the bad guy he did um so i i think he definitely could have played it but yeah i think you're right i think it would have given a different feel maybe not as fitting for the character mm-hmm so I, mean, I I agree with you there. It would have been different, but I would have had to watch it to actually say yes or no to him being in the movie, because no. I think he could easily pull it off. But it would be play a different tone in the movie. Yeah, agreed. That's fair. That's fair assessment. Uh, and last little piece of trivia: despite the setting being in the deep Midwestern United States, almost none of the actors are American. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't which, even think about that. Which we know. Every single one of the main the, the the main characters is is from either England, you know Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, Harry Melling, all from England, uh, uh, Skarsgård from uh, Sweden, um, Sebastian Stan is uh, God I can't remember where he's from, but I think I don't know I can't remember, 
but I know he's he's not American either. So it's that uh, is actually funny. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about the you know deep rural America, and none of them are American. That is kind of funny. Which which goes back to I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It is absolutely unfair that uh, people from from other countries, specifically England, Australia, you know, primarily English speaking countries, can do American accents better than Americans <laughs> can do <laughs> English accents. It's so unfair. I still love it. I still love it though. I, I love looking at that when you when you see characters like, oh man, they're really good, and then you're like, oh, they're from England. That makes I so much more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, I had to I had to look it up. Update: Sebastian Stan, Romania. Okay, that's where he's from. Um, but yeah, no, I I always enjoy that seeing actors from other countries. Like when you don't realize where they're from at first, when you're like, oh, okay, where are they like from? Like, what state are they from in the U.S.? And they're like, oh no, they're from like overseas. That's awesome. That's even better. Yeah. Because it, I don't know what was that supposed to say about actors as far as you know their skill levels and all that. But you're right. It, it does seem like a lot of English actors and so on can play better uh, characters than others, which is weird. It's just hard to explain. I, mean, I feel like not, it, not it, necessarily it, better, but has have well, seem to be more diverse because they are able. Okay, to, yeah, it's better. Better way to put it. Yeah, they are they are able to uh, pick up on accents better than than American actors tend to be, which is interesting. Yeah, um, but it's still you know, pretty neat. Is what it is. So yeah, uh, that's it for trivia. Very much enjoyed this film. Uh, would recommend watching it. Would not recommend watching this with children. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely uh, an adult movie. Definitely adult um, movie. I would recommend watching this in a single sitting too. I know you had to stop and break up your time a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely recommend that too. Yeah, but this is um, one of those like set down. You know, it's a two hour and eighteen minute runtime. Set set aside two and a half hours. Uh, get get your get your thinking pants on and uh, yes. and, and 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 enjoy a very tense tense ride with some rather gruesome um, shock Scenes, moments yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so that being said, and I'll ask this question real quick before we wrap up: Would you watch it again? Uh, yeah. Does it deserve yeah. a rewatch? It's 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 worthy of a rewatch. I don't think that would come anytime soon, though. I, I, so I, I, this is more of like a, a rainy Sunday, it's on TV, throw it back on, watch it again, or you know what, maybe I'll go back and see what I missed type movie? No, this would be one of those, I would have to be in a specific mood to go back to this. You know, okay. I, it's one of those movies that I, I got what I, I got what I, what I wanted not, out not wanted out of it, but what it made me think in a in a in a very good you know in a very deep way while it was on and i don't have much reason to go back to it for the entertainment factor because this to me is not a movie about entertainment this is a movie that is telling a message it's it's delivering something and i think i got that so there's no uh I don't intend to go back and rewatch this movie not because i don't think it's good but because it's not a movie made for entertaining it's it's yeah. a movie made to make you think, and the only reason I would go back and rewatch it is if I felt there was something more I could learn from it. So. That's a good way to put it. I mean, that, that makes sense because I I started questioning myself whether I enjoyed it enough to go back and rewatch it, and I enjoyed the storytelling, 
and I would enjoy going back. Well, I say enjoy, but I would like to go back at some point and, you know, maybe down the road and re- kind of like make a refresher course, you know, rewatch it from beginning to end, no interruptions, see if I still get that same ending result as I did or see yeah. if there was something I missed type deal. Um, yeah, so yeah, you're right. It wouldn't be, it's not definitely not an action movie. It's like, Oh, that was a great, you know, fun ride. Let's go back and watch it again. Yeah. yeah there's, um, there, there's definitely a, there's definitely room for a really, really deep, uh, analysis on this film. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and there's definitely room for that, but rewatching it just for, just for the hell of it. No, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't find it entertaining seeing these horrible, horrible things. No, happen. no, that's not, like I was trying. <laughs> enjoyable and all, and entertaining are not the words to be used for this movie. Yes. but it was a movie that kept your attention from beginning to end. Yes. Like we talked about yes. with the Absolutely. the time uh, or the watch looking joke that we always do in every movie. Uh, so, with that being said, Eric, I'll let you uh, wrap us up real quick. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us for this episode of Friday Films featuring the devil all the time. Um, hope you enjoyed what you listened to. Let us know what you think uh, about this movie. Let, let us know what you learn. Let us know you, if you agree or disagree with, with our, our brief analysis of this film. Uh, once again, you can follow us on who, at, at Hoodoo Presents on any social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are still attempting to be far more active, but if you guys pitch films to us we'll chat back and forth with you you know let us know what you think we'll 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 share more ideas with that said the next film has been chosen and we're sticking with a little bit more of a creepy and darker vibe as as we've kind of enjoyed uh we're going with 2019's parasite which has won several several awards and is another one much like knives out that i did not get a chance to see uh to much regret Directed by Bong Joon Ho, it is a uh, Korean. It is a Korean film, so be prepared for subtitles. Uh, if if you if you, if you don't like subtitles, deal with it. <laughs> you don't have any other option. I, I am um, interested because I remember you thinking that I was not interested in subtitle movies. I'm like, look, I watch Japanese anime, and I'm I'm okay with subtitles. If it's a good movie, it's a good movie. That's what yeah. I care about. Uh, so I'm the, interested in, in giving this one a try because I don't watch too many. I don't want to say foreign films, but like different types of films. Like I've seen several throughout the years, but uh, they're usually just not ones that come to my attention. Yeah. I love ones you usually have films, to go man. looking for. So unless someone yeah. tells me about them, I don't always see them. Uh, so I'm interested in watching this one. Yeah. Um, but Parasite is streamable on Hulu at this time. So if you want to watch it with us before next week, sign up for, uh, you know, log into your Hulu or sign up for a free trial. It is available on Hulu currently. Cool. And now I know where to go watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we hope everyone enjoyed again. Um, I'm curious to see what everyone thinks about this movie, too. So please let us know. But I'm actually uh, looking forward to this next movie, Eric. So um, I guess until next week, everyone, uh, you know, enjoy. And uh, till then, let the credits roll. <laughs>